We welcome our listeners to a season of the Summer Together podcast. It's our hope that it inspires your faith uh, midweek and keeps you feeling a sense of connection with sisters and brothers in the St. Paul's community during this season, and that it will open your imagination and get you to thinking about about matters of, of life and faith. This summer, I have invited a whole host of people to share their favorite poem or one that they have chosen to bring with them. And even if poetry is not something you normally read, I think you'll like hearing the voices of people in our community who will join me week to week. We will meet people from our congregation and from our staff and others. And in some cases, you'll be interested and surprised to hear what they have selected as one of their favorite works. Today, I have with me a member of our congregation, Bruce Webb, who's a good friend for me, uh, who's here to share a poem that he's brought. So welcome, Bruce. Thank you. Um, this is, uh, it would be a, a sort of a, needing some humbleness to, uh, to say that this is my favorite poem. It's a poem that I wrote, and uh, I'm happy to have a chance to, uh, to read it, actually, because I, uh, I haven't actually read this poem before in a, in a you know, I, orally. I've read it in my mind many times, and the poem is called The Patient Dreams. In the patient's room are nine windows. Five of them face south and bring no stories to tell. Their purpose simply to gather the yellow light that passes into the room and livens the wall six hours a day behind the patient's bed. On the other, of the other four, two are on the west and they vex the patient. At twilight when they wrinkle up cold and blue, colors of infinite emptiness. The other two windows have not been seen, have not been found yet in the room. And much is made of this by the patient, his doctors, and especially an old priest who claims to have seen these windows and tells the patient that eternity is like the Irish green soft pastoral landscape within the frames of those windows. When I go, the patient says, I want it to happen quickly. He imagines it will be like falling asleep in one room and waking in another. The priest agrees and says, when you go, angels open their arms to you. They invite you in, lead you on. Then when the time is right, they take you to a clearing where everyone you have known is gathered and you have barbecue. The doctors dart in and out. They don't stay long. They look at their watches and at each other, shrug their shoulders, buff their glasses, adjust the metal blinds. They say, it won't be long now, two hours, three. The machine stops. They will pin down his eyelids with silver coins. Thank you for sharing a touching poem that you wrote. Um, do you want to share why you wrote that, when? And this uh, is a poem about my father's death, uh, which I wasn't uh, present at. Uh, we had, uh, my wife and I had moved to uh, Montana uh, a year before he died, and uh, we were quite a distance away when he went to the hospital uh, with a second uh, a heart attack. Uh, and this is uh, back in 1968, and uh, the um, miracles of. Uh, modern heart medicine uh, were nothing then compared to what they are now. Uh, I always uh, felt uh, some remorse about the fact that I wasn't uh, there with the family at the time, although I don't know what it would have meant to, uh, to anyone really, uh, but it, 
it felt like I was in the wrong place uh, at that time. And uh, I didn't write this poem then, though. I wrote this poem uh, 20 years later okay. when I uh, came down with the same uh, heart condition that my father had. And um, while I was in the hospital uh, being cared for uh, with uh, a lot of uh, miraculous and wondrous things that, uh, that were done to me that led up to me getting a, a heart transplant, uh, which is a great blessing. Uh, I thought a lot about my father, and I thought a lot about uh, him and uh, what it was like to be in a in a hospital room and to uh, and to to die. Uh, so at that point, I, I combined these two experiences and, uh, in a way, remembered his through things that were a part of of my experience. And I. Uh, I was struck by, uh, by, by many things. The, the, the notion of the windows uh, seemed to me to be so much uh, uh, a part of the hospital experience. Uh, I'm, I'm an architect, and I think in terms of things like this, like uh, the making of, uh, of little worlds that we inhabit, and then the things that allow us to have access to the next layer of world and the next layer of world. And some of those worlds uh, we look at uh, through what the window allows us access to, and some of them are the, uh, the missing window, uh, which also is a big part of our understanding of, uh, of where we are and who we are and where we're going. And so the, the, the missing windows become uh, important to, uh, to the patient. They become an important part of my understanding of, uh, of what it means to be uh, to be in a puzzlement of, uh, of eternity. Uh, even the most humane of them are uh, often technicians managing machines. Mm. And uh, yet there's uh, another aspect to, uh, to that, uh, that experience, which is a, a more spiritual and poetic idea. And I think, uh, again, as an architect, the combination of the spiritual and the technical is what architecture is all about. And I think when we're doing our work, we're trying to bring that uh, combination into the foreground. Mm. And um, I think the, uh, the uh, priest who is uh, trying to inject uh, a sense of, uh, of poetry in a somewhat unconvincing way uh, as you look in, on, into it from uh, from above, but I don't know what it looks like when you're when you're listening to the priest from from inside as the patient and is telling you that you're headed for the big barbecue in the sky. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, you know, in the end, uh, the doctors uh, become somewhat impatient with the weight, and the, uh, it's uh, things are sort of uh, foreordained at some point, and you simply wait and. Uh, and then I remember in my family, um, when I was a boy and someone would die, they would talk about someone putting coins on their eyes to hold the lids shut uh, so that the, uh, you know, the undertaker didn't have to uh, perhaps even make a cut or something to make sure that the, uh, the eyes didn't flip open. The, uh, in, in my family, we would talk about the uh, oh, yeah. uh, pinning down of the eyes with, uh, with coins uh, as a way to uh, keep the eyes shut. Uh, again, the connection goes back to the whole idea of, of windows, mm -hmm. invisible windows, and the windows of the eye, 
which are all, uh, it plays on the idea of how does our brain perceive uh, where we dwell and how we dwell. Uh, and the, the coins, going back even further, uh, go, go back to uh, uh, allegories that were told about people when they would die in, uh, in, uh, in much, much earlier times, and they were traveling across the river Styx. You had to put money on your eyelids to make sure the ferryman was paid or they would leave you in some sort of nether in-between world. Mm. So anyhow, that's some of the uh, imagery and oh, where it comes from. Thank uh, you for teasing some of that out. <laughs> I, I was really struck, Bruce, as you were reading it this second time, because I've gotten to read this before, and to think about how the patient is, um, because of being so near death and in this hospital room, is confined, stationary, exactly. in place. Meanwhile, uh, others are in and out, and as you said, darting in and out, the doctor, the priest, all of this yeah. uh, sort of movement in and out, uh, and yet the patient is uh, caught and uh, experiencing all of that movement around them. They don't, the patient doesn't have a lot of control really mm. at that point. Poems like yours, Bruce, um, really open up our imaginations a lot, and it makes me think about just poetry in general, and I wonder what you would say about uh, po why poetry as a art form has the capacity to open us up uh, uh, to the divine in ways that other forms don't. And what is it about poetry that speaks to us? Um, what do you, th how would you answer I, I think, that? I think we're, uh, we're, we're only always uh, puzzling with, with trying to uh, um, uh, describe uh, things to ourselves, and the uh, primary way that we we do that is, uh, you know, consciously is is by using words, and so I think the the examination of how we reconstruct experience uh, in, uh, in in words, you know, is is, is really an important thing. Yeah. yeah, delightful for you to share your own poem. Um, Thank you for being open to doing that. Thank you. Yeah, and we, we thank you for listening. Those of you who are listening this summer, if you would like to comment on this conversation or share your own favorite poem or work, please go to our church website at stpaulshouston.org and you can comment or contribute there and we'd love to see it. Thank you very much.